0: Welcome back to the 2R1 Podcast, where we study the Bible together as a married couple. I'm Taylor. I'm Elisa. And we're glad you're back with us. Took a couple weeks off for vacation, and uh, we're glad to be back. Last time we were together, the question was, can I stretch? Then we spoke with Chasta Stewart about uh, media and Christian families. This week, we'll be back in Mark chapter 2, and the question this week is...
1: What's it about? What's it about?
0: That's the literally the title.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Anyway, sit back, enjoy the ride, and uh, we'll see you guys in just a bit. What's it about? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see.
1: What is it about? <laughs> <laughs>
0: we don't know where it's going to go. Um, so we're going to be back in Mark Chapter 2, and uh, for those of you guys that didn't listen to last week's podcast, the conversation we had with Chasta was really good on a, on a lot of fronts. I felt like I learned uh, as a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom's telling me all the time, Taylor, you, you don't know how you're going to parent with an older child until you have an older child, and mm-hmm. I felt like we got a little bit of wisdom on some of that last week, um, or the week before last, rather. Mm-hmm. And uh, this week, we got a little surprise for you guys uh, with our guests, so you just kind of have to...
1: Best guest th- ever. The best
0: guests, plural, ever. <laughs> so, least if you'll read, we're at the very last part of Mark chapter 2. It's not a lot of scripture, but I think there's a lot here, so...
1: All right, Mark 2, starting in verse 23. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain, and the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God in the time of Abathar, the high priest, and ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. That's good. All right, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for just bringing us back here together. We thank you for this time of rest that you've allowed us to have as a family, but we are excited to get back into your Word, and we just thank you for the honor and privilege that your Word gives us and that we can learn and grow from it. Lord, help us to know what it is you're trying to teach us in this moment. Use us as your mouthpiece. And for anyone listening, Lord, I pray that you bless them right where they're at. We thank you again and we praise your name. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. So verse 23. One Sabbath, Jesus was passing through some wheat fields. Some translations say corn fields there. and as they Really? Went- mm-hmm. And as they went along, his disciples began picking heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they violating Sabbath? He said to them, Haven't you ever read what David did when he and those with him were hungry and needed food? So this is a very um, common theme that that occurs through the Gospels. Mm -hmm. Um, And really these few verses show us basically... the two reasons that are kind of one reason why they killed Jesus. It's a foreshadowing. This this kind of persecution for these two things that Jesus is talking about here will be what ultimately um, mm-hmm. ends in his death on the cross.
1: And if you really look at it as a whole picture, a lot of Jesus' ministry was performed on a Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was repetitive and he was trying to make a point with that. It was purposeful. Yeah
0: there's there's nothing that that he does or did that isn't purposeful mm-hmm. you know and that's that is a revelation that we all need to grab a hold of and it's almost like the the further i walk the more i realize that is the true mm-hmm. and i keep thinking that i understand it and then i get further along <laughs> and i understand it more and more but there's there's no wasted words there's no Accidents Mm -hmm. in scripture, um, even in the Old Testament, what God chose to leave in or leave out is also purposeful. Mm -hmm. So, um, we have to understand that, you know, when we're reading the word, that everything matters. Everything matters. So, um, Sabbath is something that we really need to talk a little bit about. And it's not something that I understand completely. This is one of those things Mm. that God has really taken me through all different kinds of. influences and understandings and Mm -hmm. um but i think it's super important that we never get lost in an understanding from the bible that is absent of jesus's speaking or teaching towards it as the final say everything should be ran through the filter of what jesus taught so, you know, some people will get in arguments about, well, what, is, what should a new Christian be reading in the Bible? You know, should a new Christian start from the beginning and read all the way through the end? Should they start in the gospel? What should should they do? And some people are very uncomfortable with the idea of telling a new Christian, just read the New Testament first, and then you can read the Old Testament. Um, but at a minimum...
2: Read the, the Gospels. Read the Gospels. but
0: But that's why Jesus came. Yeah is to show us the Father, to clarify the Father, both in um, word and deed Mm -hmm. um, and in form. You know, Jesus is the expressed image of God the Father. Um, I heard that that particular phrase in the New Testament, the expressed image of God the Father. That gives the picture in the Greek of if you were to take a coin and press it in clay or Play-Doh, And then when you take the coin out, the impression that's left in the play Mm -hmm. doh—that is the expressed image of the coin. And so that's how we can look at Jesus. Jesus is the physical representation of Mm -hmm. God the Father. Yep. So that's a good. You want to know the
1: Father? Know the Son. That's
0: right. And Jesus says that if you've seen Mm -hmm. the Son, you've seen the Father. So, what is Sabbath? So I did some some research on this just just from walking in the faith. I know that the Sabbath is the Uh, seventh day of the week Mm -hmm. Um, if you look in the old testament at the very beginning in creation is when sabbath was established by god so
1: everybody knows he created the the world in six days and rested on the seventh so everybody most people are familiar with that
0: so at its basic level the sabbath is the last day of the week which when god started things and did his uh, ways and created all things, He started on a Sunday, being the first day of the week. Mm -hmm. The last day of the week is a Saturday, which is the Sabbath. So if you read Genesis and the creation story, Jesus builds all things from Sunday to Friday and then um, rests on Saturday.
1: Mm -hmm. That's the Jewish calendar still today. And even our calendars, they'll start on Sunday really yeah a lot of them a lot of them will actually have sunday first Hmm.
0: i think some of that may be the way it times out over a cycle or something but
1: But you can get lost real quick on (laughs) should we honor sabbath on saturday or sunday even now yeah
0: and that's some of the that's some of the debate um but certainly there's no denying what god did in the old Mm -hmm. testament um he created all things between Sunday and Friday and then rested on Saturday. Also, um, you know, when, you're, when you get in deep and some, trying to figure out some dates and days of the week that think certain things happened in the gospel, especially when the crucifixion happened and um, how long Jesus was in the tomb and all of that, some of the confusion that we have trying to figure out exact times is um, the Jewish calendar, but also their times of day. Mm -hmm. So their day starts at sundown Mm -hmm. and goes to the following sundown, whereas our day starts at the stroke of midnight. So Friday night at sunset begins their Sabbath Mm -hmm. and ends at Saturday night at sunset. So Sabbath was established by God in the creation, and then Sabbath is included in the Ten Commandments, among other places where God is telling them uh, their holy days, the Jewish people's holy days, the Hebrew people. um, And it's in the Ten Commandments to honor the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. So, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, so that just means that, that doesn't mean we can't, we're still supposed to be observing the Sabbath.
0: Still supposed to be observing the Sabbath.
1: We can all agree on that.
0: We can all agree on that. Now, now, Once you move on from there, the details get a little bit Mm -hmm. fuzzy. But certainly, the Sabbath is important to God, Mm -hmm. certainly. And God honored it himself. Mm -hmm. And um, we honor the Ten Commandments. We should honor the Sabbath. Now, where we get our Sunday as our Sabbath day is um, kind of a church tradition that was started in in, uh, kind of the old... Days of the Christian church or the early days of the Christian church. And it's really based off of the book of Revelation when John sees the vision in chapter one and he says, and I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Mm-hmm. And um, we that's where we, Christian people draw from a Sunday Sabbath. But I think that it is very easy to get caught up on the details of the Sabbath and very quickly get legalistic. If you're not careful, we should do this or we shouldn't do this. or We should do this. And we forget that our job is to preach the gospel, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: nothing more, nothing well, and to love people. But if you're preaching the gospel, that should be work hand in hand. So the same thing can be said of the Sabbath. It's one thing to talk about it, but to get offended and upset if someone doesn't agree with us um, is missing the point
1: yeah, so, I think this these short little verses, I mean, it creates such a simple picture about what it's about.
0: And if you look, when he says, one Sabbath Jesus was passing through some wheat fields, and as they went along, his disciples picked heads of grain. The, the Pharisees said to him, look, why are they violating Sabbath? So if we're not careful, mm-hmm. we quickly become just like them.
1: And And the Pharisees, we've already seen them coming at Jesus with accusations, and the more accusations they bring... The more hostile they seem to get with it, you yep. know. So it's real. Again, just like you were just saying, we got to focus on focus on the Word of God and loving Him and loving people. I mean, that's what He said. The two greatest commandments were. So Absolutely. if you keep those two first, you're gonna honor the Sabbath. Maybe even more than one day a week. <laughs> right.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Jesus said the whole law is summed up in these two commandments: mm-hmm. to love the Lord thy God, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And When you get caught up in the thick of things, it's good to remember that. Yeah. It's good to just decompress, exhale, and remember what God, what Jesus said about the law. Um, So, the Pharisees are freaking out because Jesus, by their standards, has violated the Sabbath. Jesus said to them, "Haven't you ever read what David did when he and those with him were hungry and needed food?" So before we move on to there's a there's an article that I that I looked up on I think it's Bible study tools and we'll link it in the description. But it goes through in detail more about the Sabbath and I, and everyone that's curious about that please read that article. It's very detailed. Um, but it talks about the reasons. F- why the Sabbath was so important to the Jewish people. And um, there's a lot of text in there. You just have to look through it. But basically, um, I just kind of want to give you some of the high points that this article talks about, why these Pharisees were so offended and so guarded and so upset about this because the Sabbath meant so much to them. Um, So it says, in the Old Testament, the observance of the Sabbath was central to Jewish life. Um, let's see. So one of the reasons given is that the Sabbath gave Israel its identity. Um, basically God was the creator that created all things in seven days and six days and rested on the seventh. It was Israel having their own identity that this is their God that created things that it gave them. It was part of their hmm. identity. Uh, second Uh, Another thing they mention is the Sabbath day is for rest and worship as a gift for the restless condition of slavery that they had just been delivered from, or not just been, but in the past they were delivered from. Um, So there's several reasons in here. You just have to go and look at them, but it's important to try and get the perspective of the Pharisees.
1: That's true. I hadn't ever thought about that. That um, changes, really. I mean, it was... What's the word I'm looking for? It was, a, it was an emotional connection for them. It was.
0: Absolutely. It was their I'm a believer card. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the thing that set them apart from all other peoples. Um, and. Uh,
1: they were sentimental about it.
0: Yeah, and, and it started out good, but just like with all the other things that happened with the Pharisees, it became more about the rule than about who created mm-hmm. the rule. So, Jesus goes on and says, Haven't you read when David with, with David and he that were with him were hungry and needed food? He entered the house of God with Abiathar the high priest and ate the bread of presents, which is forbidden for anyone to eat but the priest, and even gave some to his companions. So, Jesus does this several, t- I mean, all the time. He's always speaking to them about something that he knows that they can understand which is the sign of a good teacher you mm-hmm. know Jesus is going to use what they already know to teach them a new lesson and so he reminds them about King David who they who he knew they would they revered as a great mm-hmm. king a, a great, great pro- man of God. a great man of God a prophet um, even they would even recognize that he had some priestly roles about him. Because um, if you read this story where David does this in the Old Testament, and I did, I, it was one of the things, and getting ready for this, I went back and read, and I'm, I'm still reading. I think it's First Samuel 18, 19, somewhere along in there. And basically this is when... It's
1: 1 Samuel 21. 21? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So I kind of went back and got some context. What was going on that made David go into the temple and eat the bread of presence. What is the bread of presence? All these little questions I was asking myself. Mm-hmm. So because I always want to get context. So basically what was happening was David was just being a great guy. <laughs> and he really was. This was kind of in his youth after David and Goliath. He had kind of became a celebrity after that. Mm-hmm. So Saul, the king at the time, um, had David fighting in his army. And there, there began to be Um, this song that was sung around the people, and it said that the the song went, you know, Saul has killed thousands, but David has killed ten thousands. And so David just was being a great guy, a great leader in the army of Israel, and he couldn't help that all these people loved him. So anyway, Saul got very jealous and began to turn on David and wanted to kill him. So David... Was hanging out playing the harp around Saul one time, and Saul threw a javelin at him, tried to kill him. David and Saul's son Jonathan were best friends. So son- Jonathan kind of helped David low key escape. And when he goes in and eats the bread, is when he's running from Saul. Mm-hmm. So some of the men who were loyal to David, who knew that Samuel had anointed him to be the next king, they didn't want to get on David's bad side, and they loved David and they followed David, and he had a bunch of men, and they were running from Saul, and they needed food. And so he goes into the temple, and he asks the priest if he can eat the bread of presence. The King James calls it the showbread. Basically, it was uh, detailed in the Old Testament that one of the things in the temple would be to always have fresh bread out for God as an offering. And uh, one common commentary that I read said that the reason for that, I think Josephus Mentions this in some of his stuff that, in case God ever decided to show up, mm-hmm. he'd have food to eat. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the part of the thought behind it.
1: I kind of look at it as it's so important that it would be like eating a wedding cake before the bride and groom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it's that big of a deal yeah. in our world. But which even. is
0: which shows how, <laughs> how how Hollywood we've become. But but um, so David goes in and talks to the priest at the time, Abiathar. And surely he had heard of the drama that was going on between Saul and David and that Saul wanted... Well, no, actually he hadn't. Um, I'm sorry. David tells Abiathar, the priest, he's like, the priest asking him, why are you here? Why do you want to eat the bread? And David said, well, Saul sent me on a mission. And so Abiathar trusted David's word and, and David ate the bread. But before he did... Abiathar said, have any of your men defiled themselves with women? And David said, you know me better than that? No, they haven't. So David ate the bread and then gave it to his fellow uh, soldiers. Now, later on, David begins to take on a little bit of a priestly role after Saul dies. um, When um, his wife and family and all the wives and families of all of his soldiers are Kidnapped later on in Samuel, he puts on um, the ephod of a priest. It's like a it's a garment that the priest would wear, and he prays on behalf of the people. And he was so David in the Old Testament is a picture of Jesus in the New Testament. He shows how he was a king and a priest Mm -hmm. and a common man, and so he is a picture of Jesus in the Old Testament. Um, so he reminds the Pharisees, listen, you might not like me, but remember David in the Old Testament? He did, he did w- way more than what we're doing. We're picking grain. He ate the bread of presence in the Old Testament and gave some to his companions. So if they had any doubt, well, David was a king and David was a priest. Yeah, but he gave some to his men that weren't priests. It's okay for the priest to eat the bread, but David mm-hmm. gave some to his men. So he took it a step further yeah. and was showing that Jesus was letting them know, okay, David bent the rules.
1: And why was that okay?
0: Well, that I want to I get to in just a second. Um, then Jesus said to them, Sabbath was made for mankind, not mankind for Sabbath. And we'll say the last verse. So probably the best quote from the Bible studies tools link was this. I asked myself that same question, Elisa. Why was that okay? How, where's the line? When is it okay? When is it not okay? And this, I thought, was the best description of all of it. I'm not sure who wrote this, but we'll put the link up. Okay, it talks about Jesus. So it talks about Jesus and his views on the Sabbath. All right, so this is the quote. By his response, let's talk about Jesus, by his response to the religious leaders and two Lucan incidents, one gathers the impression that what is ultimately at stake is the health, physical and spiritual, of those healed. Just as naturally as one would lead an ox or donkey to water or rescue a child who has fallen into a well on the Sabbath, Jesus Jesus acts with eschatological urgency in the interest of life And salvation. Mm
1: -hmm. So human need.
0: Human need. And not just physical need. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's the whole definition of need. What is okay on a Sabbath? Well, Jesus came and showed us what God believes about the Sabbath. The reason why these priests could not, or these Pharisees couldn't accept it, is because they didn't believe that he was God incarnate. But we'll get to that in a second. But where, how do we define it? What's right? What's wrong? What's okay? What should we do? What day? The bottom line is that whatever you do, it needs to be um, prioritized for life and salvation. So if someone's in need physically, whatever we have to do to help them is within God's bounds and His desire for the Sabbath. Um, salvation. Um, If you have to pick up a shovel and dig a ditch next to somebody who's not saved, if you feel led to in order to witness them on a Sabbath, whether it's Saturday or Sunday in that situation, you're prioritizing their life, Mm -hmm. both physically now and eternally in the future and their salvation. That is the filter from which everything should be looked Mm -hmm. at. And that is the consistent theme that Jesus brings through the gospels life and salvation I, I really love that quote mm-hmm. I think that's a very good way of looking at it
1: yeah because even just saying human need can get kind of right what is need <laughs> Yeah. what is want versus need and what we think we need is not always what we need And
0: right and, and that goes back to I say this sometimes and I really believe it and I think it's healthy to remember this even the greatest Christian you know When they get to heaven, they will learn something. Mm -hmm. They'll learn something new, and they'll learn something they had wrong.
1: I'm going to learn a lot of somethings. We're going (laughs) to learn
0: a lot of somethings. Now, and and our pastor, uh, Mickey Lindsey, says this a lot. I love this, which is there's a lot of things in the Bible that are black and white, but there's also a lot of gray area. And some may argue that some of these talks around the Sabbath are not gray area, but the bottom line is that these Pharisees thought they had it figured out, but when Jesus came, he explained it and he has the ultimate authority. Just like you said mm-hmm. earlier when we were talking to Lisa. It's all about his authority and and Jesus is the one that defines our bounds and Jesus is the one that interprets the law for us. Mm-hmm. You know, the New Testament talks about Jesus fulfilled the law. And sometimes I feel like I understand that, sometimes I mm-hmm. feel like I don't, but the bottom line is that if you want to know Look at Jesus. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's really what it boils down to. It, you know, I, I like that uh, verse 27, it says, And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Well, we can't forget that all the commandments, everything that he has told us to do is for our own good. You know, it's...
0: It's for man.
1: It's for man. It's He doesn't need a day of rest. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> There's nothing that that God needs that he can't... Do and and we
0: get that's such a subtle difference that we get flip flop like this is like a profound verse Sabbath was made for man, not man for Sabbath. Like what does that mean? What does that mean? And it's such a subtle difference. It almost sounds like the same thing, but it is it is the difference between legalism and a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, God does everything, has done everything for one reason alone because He wants. He wanted fellowship with His creation. Mm-hmm. He created us for fellowship. He came to show us how to live in order to restore fellowship. He, he died on a cross because we broke fellowship. You know, like everything that He does is for man. And so many times we are guilty of supporting or protecting or building or naming or going to an establishment rather than... Our faith being a living, breathing relationship that is, mm-hmm. you know, give giving and receiving with God. You know, I think we, we really have confused a lot of people because of our focus on establishments. You know, I mean, even some of the new um, laid-back type establishments – if you're not careful, you can still get focused on building the entity, on mm-hmm. building the building, on building the church numbers. I mean, it, it, has, it was never, ever supposed to be about that. It's about bringing God's message of personal salvation to every man, woman, and child. And then if God wants to build a church... He'll build a church. If God wants to put something in that building, He'll put something in it. If God wants people to sit on picnic tables on without having to pay rent, that's what He'll do. But mm-hmm. too many times we're focused on establishment, which is what the Pharisees were. They were more interested in protecting their establishment than they were about hearing the truth.
1: Yeah. And this last verse where He says, And so the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath even of the Sabbath, I mean, they already, they've pretty much lost the sentimental factor of what they used to hold the Sabbath to be about anyways. Now they were legalistic, and let's be honest, probably a lot of these and what we see today is really just about the power. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to lose the authority Mm-hmm. And so I can imagine this just made their blood boil even more when he said that he has the authority. And how many times is that the same problem we have? Mm-hmm. We want the control over our own lives. We want to make the decisions about our future. And we really, if we just give it to God and, and submit to his authority, again, it'll be made for us, not us for him, uh, and I mean, vice I just, versa.
0: I don't know if it's because I'm just at a certain place in my life, but that verse is so profound to me that Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath. I mean, that that is the difference between getting legalistic and having a relationship, remembering that God is in our corner and we're not just trying to please God to keep from getting struck by lightning bolts, you know, by keeping all these rules. That's not it at all. God has done all, everything he's done was for us to bring us back, mm. you know?
1: And there we can find rest in that.
0: We can find rest in that. It should be easy, It should be simpler to be a Christian. Not necessarily easier, but simpler in that we can rest and that God is in control and He's the authority, and we just go where we're led. Yeah. You know. But anyway, uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we've got a couple special guests. So stay tuned.
1: Thanks again for joining us. Don't forget, you can find all of our past podcast info and links on our website at 2R1.org or you search 2R1 on iTunes. Coming up, we have our very own children, Grayson, who is 10, and Annalise, seven, discussing how to rest on vacation and not forget about Jesus. Stay tuned.
0: All right, we're back, and we have two very special guests with us right now: uh, Grayson, who's ten, and Anna Lee, who is seven. Grayson, and y'all, y'all tell them, "Hey." Hi.
1: What's up? <laughs> we're so glad to have y'all. This is what we do when when y'all are in class. We come in here and do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So today. Since we just got back from vacation, and we got to do one podcast while we were there. Um, but we've, we've taken some time off with me going on the mission trip, and, and we've been, we're have been we teachers, so we've been on summer, and we've been on school vacation, essentially. And this blog that I found is written by Jennifer Clark on intoxicatedonlife.com. The title is, Don't Forget Jesus on Your Vacation seven strategies for christian parents and i don't know about y'all but every time we go somewhere i have this whole plan out thing in my mind everything is is even rest time is strategic with you me the plan. yeah it's, it's i like amazing. to have the itinerary yes, you do. even if i don't write it down i have something planned in my head i
0: appreciate that about you well
1: i'm glad you do i mm-hmm. appreciate that you appreciate it yeah <laughs> i do so I have this whole picture, especially the beach, where I'm gonna get up every morning, I'm gonna have my Bible time and I'm just gonna grow closer with the Lord. And it never happens every day like I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I lost
0: my, my streak on my Bible app <laughs> on, <laughs> on
1: vacation. So I'm I'm first of all very guilty of of not doing this like I want to be able to do this every time. So we thought we'd have our kids on so that they could be um, we haven't really talked to him much about him. We kind of told him the topic and said to be thinking about maybe some ways we did our vacation that we should do better or things that we did do to try to, to keep Jesus as the center of our mm-hmm. lives. I don't even have my own passcode to get back in my phone though to pull the article you. up. I got you. fam. <laughs> Hold on. Um, Hold on. so she goes through this article and it says, um seven strategies for christian parents so we'll we'll post a link to the article but the very first thing is pray before you leave
0: pray before you leave
1: pray before you leave kids Emily, Grayson do y'all remember uh, did we pray before we left for vacation yes we did
2: i'm pretty sure
1: i think
0: not. we did yeah. Like in the car in the driveway? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think we did, like... I, th- I thought we did it on the road. That, yeah, like well, about... Well, we might
0: be getting some other ones confused.
1: like, five minutes from the house. Yeah, I think we try to remember to do this every time we go somewhere. Um, but it, a lot of time, half the time, I'd say we were five minutes down the road and, like, oh, we forgot to pray. So... You know, we tell our kids it's okay. Sometimes I put food in my mouth and then remember to bless it. Yeah, as long, long as, as before, you. <laughs> long before
0: you t- first swallow it,
1: <laughs> so, so,
0: guys, why do you think that we should pray before we leave? What's your reasons?
2: Um, my reason is that you need to have a safe way going home. If you get in a wreck, you pray. If you have something bad,
1: you pray. So, yeah. for protection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Grayson,
0: what do you think? Why, do we, why should we pray before we leave?
1: Same as Annalee. Same as Annalie.
0: You don't have anything to add? All right.
1: All right. So, yes, we need to pray. I always like to pray that we see what he wants us to see on vacation, too, Mm -hmm. you know, and and get to experience his creation through his eyes.
0: And also, just we should remember to put God at the front end of everything that we do um, and realize that It's God who's in control, and when we pray before we do stuff, we're remembering and we're telling God, we remember you're in control and we're following you.
1: Amen. Amen. All right, number two. It says incorporate God in natural ways. So in the everyday kind of thing that we did in our vacation, we went to the beach, so that's where we headed on this specific vacation. Can y'all think of any any ways we incorporated God in things that we were just doing? Go ahead, Gray. Um, There was this little kid there, and we played with him. Yeah. That's right. He was about Annalise's age. I think his name was Josh. He was a cute little kid. No, his
2: name was Jack. We helped him Jack. Yeah, his
1: name was Jack. <laughs> his name was Jack. Jack, hey.
0: Hey, Jack. Shout out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he was uh, about Annalise's age, so yeah. he's a good bit younger than Grayson. But Grayson was very sweet and took a lot of time with him. And um, Annalise. I gave him his net. He let her, let, that's right. You let him borrow your net. Yeah. And so, yeah, so be the hands and feet of Jesus and look around for people to serve. So that's one way. What about, let's see.
0: The, but remember, what was the thing that we did? Remember, Grayson, when we were looking for shark teeth on the beach one of the last nights and Mama came and got your attention? remember that and just told you to look this way I
1: think the natural here is his creation what is in the earth and the world around us that he created that's naturally there do you
0: remember when she came and we were staring off into the distance over the water and we said just keep looking just keep watching do you remember that yeah go we ahead, were looking Lisa. at heat lightning yeah remember I the mean, heat lightning
1: yeah. what did we try to compare that to you remember that
0: I mean, you're going to, have to help me on that too. I just remember it being like God is amazing, but was there more specifics?
1: Well, I always, I, I think I had a conversation with my niece about it a lot. And Lexi was there with us, and I said, It just when I see that heat lightning, it was almost like behind the clouds, you know, and you could just tell God was right there working, and like they, the waves were right in front of it, obeying the the command of whatever Jesus said for those waves to do. And then behind that, you have this beautiful night sky lighting up oranges and red. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just and deep colors. Different patterns
0: of lighting up, like not just a circle. It'd be like a piece here, a piece there, a piece here. And then they'd all connect. And, and I know just... I
1: told Lexi, maybe I failed my own kids, but I said, that kind of reminds me of what it would be like with Moses and the burning bush. Mm-hmm. You know, we like to just think the burning bush was like a, I don't know, a bonfire that we're used to around here, but I bet it was amazing. Yeah, I bet it, the it was fire, more than a regular fire. Yeah, so and he was, I could just feel the Lord speaking to me through that heat lightning.
0: And we're on a, a beach that's completely dark except for the moonlight, and hearing the waves, and then seeing the heat lightning, and you couldn't tell when it was coming, and it was, it really was, it's breathtaking.
1: So when I when I get that nudge in my heart from God, like pay attention to this, watch me, like I do try to stop my kids and point that out to them. And most of the time, I think they listen, <laughs> but that was number two. Well, we were looking
0: for shark we teeth. Were. I mean, well, that was, was a serious s- and and some serious business. How many did we find, Grayson?
2: We, found, we were looking for crabs that time. Oh, yeah, we were sure.
1: looking for crabs but, that time. But night.
0: how many shark teeth did we find? Well,
2: I found 31.
0: Wow. <laughs> I
1: found one. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: it was the cutest one. It
1: was. It was the tiniest <laughs> one. <laughs> all right and number three I've actually already talked about um, it says be alert to divine appointments so that's kind of with the kid that you got to play with and be nice to and and serve
0: what's some other examples of like a divine appointment Um, what do you what does that mean Mama?
1: well a divine appointment you know what it's like when you go to a doctor's appointment you have a scheduled set time for this specific assignment and God has appointments for you too where He's got a specific assignment. So I went to, I had to get some medicine transferred while I was there, a prescription. And I went to Walgreens to get it. And there was this lady who was really upset about the weight. And she was starting to get louder and complaining. And I ended up just recognizing that this could be an opportunity to show a little light for Jesus. So I let her get in front of me. I said, ma'am, you can go right ahead of me. I'm in no hurry. And then she just completely started talking to me about she'd recently lost her son, her 26-year-old son. And, you know, you just never know what someone's going through. And I really believe that was a divine appointment because I know everybody there was looking at her like, why is she being so loud and complaining? And then they got to hear that, hey, mm-hmm. she's got a lot going on in her life, and sometimes we so need to God, have compassion.
0: So then what you mean by the divine appointment is that God planned on you yes. being at that that pharmacy on that day with that woman in that line, in that town, and he's had it planned ever since before you were ever born. Right.
1: I was meant to meet her that, that day in that line. So, Does that make sense?
0: So you guys had a divine mm-hmm. appointment with the boy on the beach, Jack, and... Uh, We should always be looking for those things that we feel like that God has planned for us that day to do his work. And they're every day. Sometimes we don't look and miss them. Mm -hmm. All right.
1: All right. Number four. This has to go into my itinerary one, and this is one i got to learn from. It says, keep your agenda open to redirection. So, basically, that means sometimes our plans don't go according to plan, mm-hmm. and that I think it happens always on vacation. Can you all think of a time where it happened to us where maybe we things didn't go as planned or we were about to go do something and we had to change our plans?
2: I remember. What?
1: <laughs> what happened? Um, it wasn't this summer,
2: but last summer. Mm-hmm. Um... You had to change your plans. We were gonna go to a um, lot of adventures, and y'all had busy work, so we had to change the plans. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Sometimes. and I got one. All right. Okay. When we were at the beach, we were gonna um, eat at Zaxby's, but then we changed our minds. Cause we were <laughs> like, no. So we did. We went to uh, what? Thousand
0: degrees? No. no. I think we line. went to the Japanese
2: place. Yeah, Steakhouse. Yeah. Yeah, we're at that place where they. Um, like, yeah, kabooties. 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 Kabuki. <laughs> yeah.
1: So those are both examples, but instead of getting upset about not getting to go to Wild Adventures, or even that last day we were there, the very last day we were there, we were wanting to go out to the beach. Remember? We got all our stuff already packed up so we could enjoy the afternoon. And when we set foot outside, what happened? It's our. It started thundering like as soon as we got out there. And it was sad because it was like, oh, it's our last day here.
0: I wasn't that sad. I'm just saying Yeah, I think
1: I think your dad was was beached out. I was beached out. But we gotta remember it when our plans get interrupted or changed and it's out of our control.
2: We gotta remember that. God planned it, and maybe it's something good for us. Exactly.
1: Right. Maybe that he's answering that prayer that when we started on the trip and we're praying for protection, he may be saving us from something. Right. Mm-hmm. So to keep those, from, instead of getting frustrated, just I'm talking to myself here. Deep breaths in and out. Remember, God's got a plan. All right, and then number, we're going to try to hurry up through these last couple ones, but this one's a good one. Number five have deep spiritual conversations.
0: Did we do that at all?
1: Did we ever have any Bible study time together? I know one morning together? we
0: did. Uh. You were I still think. asleep, though. <laughs> guys, yeah. Guys have been sleeping in this summer, but. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. Um. I remember we talked about Joseph or Jacob. Hmm.
1: I don't even remember what we talked about, but, but I remember we, having I remember some
2: Bible study time When Chloe weeks.
0: came to visit, we, we mm-hmm. did one.
2: Yeah, Chloe's our cousin. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and we did a little Bible study, and we let you guys read, take turns reading. Remember that? Yep, you and, and Chloe
1: read. That's Yep, right.
0: and we always read the ICB, the International Children's Bible, and I love that version of the Bible. <laughs> it's so plain and clean, but definitely have, have try and set aside time as a family. Have, as a family. Yes, Absolutely.
1: and we, we certainly should have done more of that in mm-hmm. the two weeks that we were there. So um, next year, we, y'all got to help us be more intentional about that, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also when we talked about Moses and the heat lightning and all that, all of that applies. It doesn't have to be set aside, but go ahead. What you got, girl? Can I tell the story about the turtle? Oh, that is a good one.
0: Yeah, Make go a ahead. Quick version of the turtle.
2: Okay. So we were walking on the beach, crab hunting at night, and we saw a turtle come out, and it. we saw it come out of the ocean and lay its eggs, so we were waiting for... Probably
1: forty something
2: minutes. Mm-hmm. It was a,
1: it was a, um, almost two hours, an hour and a half, two hours. We waited patiently and got a mm-hmm. turtle. It the was turtles. a big
2: old turtle. It was like as big Four. as me. It was it was amazing. It was a
1: once in a lifetime experience. I got to pet it on the forehead. And, and the and reason, the forehead, oh, wow. yeah, forehead, so he he did. He he got pretty close to her, and it was amazing because she was. I mean just to witness that. She
2: was huge. Yes.
1: Yeah. It made me want to be an advocate for sea turtles.
0: <laughs> you say it made me want to be a sea turtle.
1: <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. I but... did have her picture talking to me like the sea turtle on Finding Nemo yeah, for sure. Cuckoo, cuckoo, she was cuckoo. like it's cool it's righteous man. <laughs> so it was it was amazing all right and number six says maintain your standards and this goes wherever you're at vacation school you are always supposed to be the person God created you to be
0: yeah no matter where we're at we should be a good representative of Jesus whether we're at the beach whether we're at work whether we're at home whether we're um, in church wherever we are yep. it's we easy should. to
1: get out of town where people don't know you and say that out loud mm-hmm. nobody knows me here i can kind of do whatever i want to but who's always watching jesus yeah yep. so and then the last one just says observe the uh, sabbath so whether you're doing that at home this one says you could even consider trying to find a congregations and and that I would love to visit other churches all around us. You came back, actually, and went to church here. We weren't too far from home, so. But um, there's a lot of other things that you can do to make sure Jesus is at the center, no matter where you're at, but especially on vacation, because it goes back to the the Sabbath, you know? It was created for us, and vacation is a time to rest and a time to be renewed, not just physically, but spiritually. Yep. Y'all got anything else? Uh, I have one thing. Okay. The Sabbath is the
2: seventh day of the week, and it's the week that we can rest, we get off the busyness. We we forget about work, but sometimes we forget about Jesus, and so we need to still
1: worship him when we're on vacation and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Grace, good you
0: got anything going on? Close us out with buddy.
1: Grayson, you were telling me something that helped you focus a little bit more on Jesus. What did we do?
2: Um we took a break from technology. <laughs>
1: technology, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we decided to do a, a mini unplug vacation. We still Ooh. had TVs and um but he said that that really helped him.
0: It helped us get closer as a family mm-hmm. as well and it kept us from being as distracted to be able to hear from the Lord too, but it also helped us um, concentrate on each other.
1: And they had to hold me accountable for that, too. I mm-hmm. told them, I said, don't let them. If you see me on the phone now, remind me. Mm-hmm. You were on Facebook son. A little bit. But
2: it was, a that little was about bit. the sea turtle. It was about, no. <laughs> that was
1: different. <laughs> I was researching a little bit. Anyway,
0: and, um, this has been a good podcast. Thank you, Grayson. Thank you, Lee, for coming on and speaking with us. Um,
1: you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> y'all have been the best guest ever. Yep. My favorite so far.
0: All right. Yay. Thank y'all. We'll do this again.
1: Yay. Bye. Yay. I know I'm biased, but they are the cutest. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, if you want to ask, if you want to know the truth, ask a kid.
0: That's right. They yeah, are innocent in the eyes of God. and <laughs> You know, they can see things and hear things that we can't. Mm-hmm. So it's been a good podcast. Um, really, the question at the beginning of what is it about, I just really want to bring everything back in tied to that question. Mm-hmm. What is it about? We talked yeah. about several different things. And you
1: could substitute it with not just the Sabbath, but so many things. What is your work about? What is your life about? What is your relationship about? What is your vacation about? Mm-hmm. And. Sh-
0: the first thing was the Sabbath. What is the Sabbath about? The Sabbath is about God, mm-hmm. um, and it's about honoring Him uh, and honoring Him not only through direct worship and devotion to Him and ceasing from our labors that we can concentrate on Him, but about serving the need that God mm-hmm. brings across our path.
1: So it's it's a who is it about?
0: Who is it about? about it's God about God
1: and, and his, his people. It's about
0: God and His people. Yeah. And, um If you have to pick grain on a Sabbath
1: to help somebody,
0: to honor God and to bless somebody that's in need, then that's clean and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's something the Pharisees did not understand. Um, And then we talked about um, the Sabbath being made for man, man not for the Sabbath. What is it about? Um, You know, what is church about? Uh, Church is about corporate fellowship church is about fellowshipping with other believers um but the capital c church all the believers around the world it's about spreading the gospel Mm -hmm. it's not about the institution what is it about it's about jesus and it's about telling people about jesus and loving people into the kingdom of god it's not about a building it's not about attendance it's not about money it's not about growth Mm -hmm. um and it's it's not about me (laughs) you know yeah um, and then, what is vacation about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we want it to be about us so bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's about our rest, it's for our good. which is for God too. So, yes. but just not leaving out. It
1: could be. It's so easy to. I mean, we certainly took a conservative vacation. We were able to be there for two weeks, which is just and something we've never been able to do before. But it was very low key and not frou-frou which made it easier to keep it simple and to
0: by frou-frou you mean expensive
1: right
2: because
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think of like pink lace when you Fru-fru. say frou-frou like yeah like girly I fancy k- fancy. It wasn't there you nothing
1: go. fancy but it was just just what we needed right on time to kind of get out of the routine and the busyness and the schedules and before we go back to all that yeah so it was good it was good
0: Anyway, we love you. We thank you for tuning in, and please pray for us, and hopefully we'll see you guys right back here next week. God bless.